Matthew 6, 24 to 34. No one can serve two masters, for a slave will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and wealth. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life. What, will you, what you will eat or what you will drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and, let, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to your span of life? And why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all of his glory was not clothed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today, and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you? You have little faith. Therefore, do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For it is the Gentiles who seek all these things. And indeed, your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring worries of its own. Today's trouble is enough for today. This is the word of the Lord for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Carol. <laughs> Good morning, church. Good morning. Good morning. It is so great to see all of you this morning. Starting today, for the next four weeks, we will journey together with our stewardship sermon series entitled, Generous. Through this sermon series, we will learn how to have a worry-free and a happier life while discovering joy and happiness in our lives. So are you ready to embark on this journey with me? Yes. Ready. Great. Let us pray together. Heavenly Father, as we gather here today, we seek your guidance and wisdom. We pray that your spirit opens our hearts receives our minds, and tunes our ears to receive the message you have prepared for us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Before diving into today's scripture lesson, let me ask you, what is stewardship? Stewardship. When I heard this term for the first time, I question myself, what does it mean? 
So for those who are not familiar with the term stewardship or stewardship campaign, let me explain. Once a year, usually in October and November, many churches in America, including our own, run a stewardship campaign. Its purpose is to remind us of our role as stewards of what God has entrusted to us, including our gifts, our time, our talents, and our money. The campaign encourages people to give back to God and give back to the community as an expression of gratitude for all that God has given to us. This campaign helps us shift our mindset from viewing what we have as mine or ours to a steward's mindset, instilling in us a strong responsibility to take care of our earth, our church, our family, our community, our neighborhood, and even our health, and more. This Christian way of living or viewing what we have is known as stewardship. I believe this is a beautiful way of living that not only help us to become better individual stewards, but also contributes to a better world. This year, generous, the beauty in giving is a theme for our stewardship campaign. You might wonder how stewardship is related to giving. Why stewardship does not necessarily mean giving? Giving is deeply related to stewardship. This is because firstly, giving reflects the nature of God whose essential nature is giving. When you look at the Bible from the creation story, in the creation story, after God created everything, God gave everything to human beings so that they can till it and take care of it. In the Exodus, we witnessed how God provided food and shelter to the Israelites when they had nothing in the wilderness. God fed them with manna and quill, and God protected them with pillars of cloud and fire so that they can complete their journey to the promised land. And God also gave them the land that flows with honey and milk. When they complained about not having a king, Although it was not what God wanted them to have, God gave them a king. When they were so sinful, God even gave his only son, Jesus Christ, so that he can ransom our sins. So through the act of giving, God has demonstrated who God is. And through his laws and teachings, God wants us to learn and obtain the same character 
a God who is generous so that we can be good stewards of God as God intends us to be. Secondly, giving puts us in a healthier relationship with our possessions and the material world in which we live. Who doesn't like money? I like money. And money is good because money makes our lives easier and prosperous. However, we should remember that money is not something to be subject to, but an object to. Unfortunately, living in a materialistic world has made us slaved to money. Many people spend so much time chasing money and worrying about money. There are so many people out there who are willing to do anything, even bad things, for money. People who embezzle others' money, deceive others. We all have, at least one time, we are victim of the scam call or hacking. They want our monies. And there are many people who make money through stock manipulation. One time on the street of Seoul when I visited my family in South Korea, I overheard some young folks talking. One of the guys said he wanted Kim Jong-un, the dictator of North Korea, shoot the missile at South Korea so that he couldn't make money to the stock market when the stock market goes down. How bad an idea it is. I wonder if the guy ever felt guilty when he said it out. The guy wasn't able to think that way because he was so focused solely on himself and accumulating his wealth and did not care about other people. This is why Jesus warned his people and us through his teaching in today's gospel lesson. Jesus says in Matthew 6, no one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one or despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Some of you might say, what's the matter with the money? With the money, we can support the mission and the ministry of the church, and then we can do so many good things for our community. Yes, right. But listen, in his teaching, Jesus did not tell his listeners that pursuing money or wealth is inherently bad. It is true that money can be a powerful tool for extending the kingdom of God on earth if the money is used wisely. What Jesus aimed to convey through this passage is a caution against making money 
a higher priority in life than obeying and serving God. Again, money is not an object, and it should never be the subject of our worship. This is because earthly possessions can easily divert our focus from the love of God. Even in Jesus' time, materialism had a hold on some people, such as the religious leaders and certain tax collectors. They made great efforts to keep their positions of power and partially to protect their wealth. In the process, they became selfish, neglected those in need, aware of spiritual emptiness they are experiencing and distorting the image of God. And Jesus recognized that anyone could fall into the trap of an insatiable desire for more and for more, which could ultimately be self-destructive. Hence, Jesus reminded believers through this passage that their mind and their energy should be devoted to things of God who is generous and whose hearts always giving. And then the next passage, Jesus continues his teaching, but this time he mentioned, do not worry about what to eat, what to wear, and what to drink. Please raise your hands if you ever worry about these things. Oh, really? Seriously? <laughs> Good Christians. <laughs> to be honest, I, as a mom, I always worry about what to cook for my family every single day. Please don't get Jesus' message that worrying about food, clothing, or health, or education is not good. These are the necessary things for us to have a life here on earth. And Jesus knew the importance of having those things. That's why Jesus taught us to pray for daily bread in Lord's Prayer. What Jesus is trying to teach us through this passage is that the danger of focusing too much on the scarcity of what we have, which gives us more stress and makes us feel miserable and strays us from God, who is provider and who governs the universe. His teaching, do not worry, means looking up at the sky, recognizing the one who governs the universe. Next, please. Yeah. So do not worry means looking up at the sky, recognize the one who governs the universe and human activities, and experiencing God's faithfulness demonstrated in his creation. Trusting God 
rather than money, which can increase anxiety about our life. And do what God asks us to do for kingdom, and God will take care of the rest. Distrust will fill our hearts with happiness, gratitude, and bring goodness to this world. In terms of happiness, many people tend to focus on what they lack. There was some research about how much you will earn would you be happy. Definitely everybody has different income, but they said if they earn 20% more, they will be happy. But when they reach that goal, they want more. They want more. It's like unending happiness. So we are often bonded with inducements that makes us acutely aware of our shortcomings rather than appreciating what we have. This is what Jesus is pointing out in today's spiritual lesson. Do not worry about what we lack, but seek first for kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. While researching, I found a video clip that is appropriate, uh, appropriate for today's message. And it tells us what it means for us to seek first the kingdom of God. So let us watch the video clip together. Next video.
The founder of Methodism, John Wesley, believes that giving is the best antidote to falling into the trap of money because giving protects us from the pangs of greed. And through giving, we, uh, we practice putting our trust in God rather than money. And that we know that God will take care of us. God will take care of the rest as we share what we have with others. And through giving, we can become more like Christ, which is our goal as a Christians. And our lives become more relaxed, less panicked, and filled with gratitude, happiness, and love that our God grants us. And giving also can transform someone's lives, as you saw in the video. So what is your choice now? Serving God or serving the money? Let us pray. Dear Lord, thank you for the message today. Lord, help us realize where our focus is and where our hearts are anchored. Keep our hearts nourished with your word, like a tree planted by the river, so that we may serve you, our sustainer and redeemer, who gives us life rather than money. Lord, guide us to meditate on your word day and night, focusing solely on your divine calling as your faithful stewards. Help us willingly share and give what we have to advance your kingdom on earth. We ask this in your name, Jesus Christ. Amen. <laughs>